0: Each week, Tuesdays at 12 p.m. to catch the Jamie Agenti Show. Hope to see you soon on Fishbowl Radio Network. Jump in. Hey, world, this is uh, Jamie again. Welcome, welcome to the Jamie Agenti Show right here on Fishbowl Network. Uh, It's Tuesday, August 23rd, 2022. Welcome, wherever you may be. Thank you for listening or watching. If you're live on the network, I appreciate you guys. Now, I, now I did tease this last night. We're going to recap the WNBA playoffs. Okay, so I'm not. I'm and like I told y'all. I'm not happy with this format, the three five five format. How does that first round make any sense? You played the first two games. Okay, the the home team. The two seed, like, for example, Chicago gets two home games. New York gets one. Where is the anticipation? Where is the suspense in that? Like, we want to see teams compete, fight against e- each other to get to that next spot. Make the other team feel uncomfortable. WMA, WNBA is like, nope. We want to end this series now. We want to get done in uh, the end of September. We want to, you know, enjoy our long off season. Whether you go overseas or whether you go do TV or we become assistant coach somewhere, that's there. That's there. That's what the Bay wants. And you know what? I'm with James Wade. He said, "I'm not happy with this format. I'm not happy with this first round format. I want to see." Uh, our team go through battles. I want to see our team, when when we lose game one, we want to bounce back, not only bounce back in game two, we want to go there, two games in New York, but say you got to go for one. And that's a win-in-all game. Win or go-home game against the New York Liberty in New York tonight at 8 o'clock on ESPN. Okay? So, this game, i want to give you a little preview of this game. New York, New York needs to get back in transition. So transition is important. You cut, you make Chicago a half court team. They're ineffective. They rely on a couple of players. I'm not mentioning. I'm not mentioning Candace Parker. Candace Parker is more of a defensive uh, player now. Yeah, I said a Candace Parker. You're more of a defensive player. Kaleo um, Copper, which they call her KSC. Well, you know, you know what the F word is. And then and then you got the, the two ladies, the vanish St- and Allie Quinn. Uh, you know, point guard, three point shooters. So, New York, get back in transition. Uh stop the threes. the Nescu. You cannot score seven points on the road. We're expecting you. You are the team. You have to come out and perform better than you did in game two. Where were you? I know it was an early game. You know, you know. I was sitting there. Speaking of that, I was sitting there on the couch, right? 11 o'clock Saturday morning. You know why I say 12 o'clock? 12 o'clock Saturday afternoon. And I said, why is this WNBA game on? Why can't they make it at 1 o'clock or uh, at, at like 3 o'clock? It's too early. Who's going to wake up at, at 9 o'clock to go uh, watch a game at 11 o'clock for a WNBA NBA game? I mean, college football's coming up. I, you know, I'd rather do that than wake up at 9 a.m. or 10 a.m. to watch a WNBA NBA game, which I at 11 o'clock. There's nothing going on. There's no college football going on. There's no—there's nothing— the NFL is in that preseason. We don't watch preseason in, in the NFL. You got you guys are the only league that is playing right now. I could be wrong, but you but make the teams a little bit make the times a, uh, better. You know, two o'clock, three o'clock, so that players can do shooter grounds and whatnot. I mean, the game didn't look sluggish. New York got blown out, but hey. I'm not in, in their circle. I just stay in my lane. And that's that. So that's that's tonight. Uh Chicago wise, um keep Inescu and that team in check. Um like I said, Anescu's their their team. Um that that's basically who they have. Uh, they feed off S.Q.'s play, whether she's penetrating the paint or she's kicking out to the 3 to uh Johannes or um well, uh, whatever player it is. But st- keep and SQ in check. You stop you can stop the uh Liberty from running their offense. They they're more of a slow pace offense. They don't get out in transition. They don't run any sets. They just run a p- a bunch of um penetration. Um and that's that. So that's the win and take all game. Like like add more games to the NBA please now let's go to the Mercury versus Aces let's recap that series that series was over Saturday night actually it was over before it, it, halftime hit halftime hit it was like nothing and I want to shout out to Shea Petty she tore her um, Achilles in game one uh, I want to give her a little bit of shout out before I go off on a on, uh, on a rant about their team, about the Phoenix Murky, But shout out to Shea Petty, uh, speedy recovery. I know a torn Achilles. I never had a torn Achilles, so. But uh, speedy recovery. Okay, so like I said, this this was a blowout. Um, I do want to play a clip, and I want I want to. I wanna give y'all some further details of what I think about the coach and give my overall take of the Phoenix Mercury season. Can you play that clip, please? Endured all
1: season, starting before the season began with BG and and just throughout. Is there a sense of pride in in the fact that you made the playoffs and, and you gave everything you had, you left everything out on the floor? Can you just talk about you know, just, I mean, as a whole, what you went through and fighting through.
2: I mean, sure. I think at a certain point, when you take enough hits, it's like you just kind of get tired of people saying how strong you are, you know. Um I'm happy to have shared the floor with this team, shared the locker room with this team. Um, But, yeah, it's been a hard season. So, you know, with the good comes the bad. There was a lot of bad this year, a lot of negative things, the things that kind of threw us off course. But, you know, through it all, I am happy to have done it with this group. So... Vanessa just thoughts on your first season uh, as a head coach and and what you feel like you were able to accomplish with this group well it, there were a lot of challenges um I think that uh I don't know I've been really focused on the games and sort of not really thinking about reflecting for myself um but I'm just really proud of our team just um grateful for the opportunity to work with them and um, to represent um the Phoenix Mercury I feel uh uh, kind of just really bad for our fans who've been so loyal and so supportive that we couldn't bring a game back to them in Phoenix. I apologize for that because I know they love us so much um, but uh, I'm just grateful to, for the opportunity and there's a lot of lessons for me personally to learn and um, I'll do some reflecting and hopefully you know, come back better.
0: Okay. So as you can hear, Coach and Diamond of the Shields talking about the overall challenges of the season. Um, I'm not going to go off on BG. Obviously, you know she does need to come home. Uh, Dennis Raman said uh, he's going to go up there and help and um, help her help um, help secure the release. I hope he does that. Like you, you don't need a government to tell you what to do. Des Ramen, you can go do whatever you want. Go, go up there and, 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 and hopefully, hopefully you get the job done. Okay, so, Coach Nygaard, can you please stop talking? Like, you're not even a coach. Like, do you know any X's and O's? I have no idea who you are. Who are you? Where'd you come from? Like, we we can look up Wikipedia, we can do all that stuff, but you are not a coach we want to root for. And I say that respectfully, okay? You did not make any adjustments when your players were out. Um, injury, um, didn't want to play anymore, which I'm going to talk about that later um, in a few seconds. Um I mean, yeah, it was a challenging season, but at the same time, coach, you we you got to put your best foot forward. This is on you. This is not the players and uh, the front office. This is on you, coach. They hired you. They could have gone out and hired um, a former NBA player. They could have, you know, did all that. But for you to come in and say the type of shit that you've been saying, like, dude, you're not even a coach. Give me one person in that organization that respects you, one person, Coach. Can you please do that for me? Now, let's talk about Diana Taurasi and Skylar Diggins. Diana and I, was, you know, I was listening to a guy this morning. Um, he blamed Diana and Skylar for not showing up to both Game One and Game Two. Okay, Diana was hurt. Okay, she had a quad injury. Could she play? Uh, I mean, the comp- the competitive guy in me was that he- she should have gave them something. But then again, she's forty, so I don't I don't know how you weigh that. But I'm leaning towards you got a place, Diana. It, it, even if you give us twenty minutes that's good enough for us Skyler Skyler you left the team on August the second mine dates could be wrong but August the second you left this team you you said okay I have a non-covid illness the next game comes okay personal reasons two weeks later y'all make the playoffs Skyler what the hell did you do? This is your fault. You are perfectly healthy. Personal reasons can be like anything, but for you to use that excuse when your team's fighting for a playoff spot and you get to the postseason, you're facing the number one team in, in, in the um, in the league. Yeah, they they whoop they whooped your ass. They could have done a lot. It <laughs> they could have done a lot. Um, uh, they could have slaughtered you, but you could have played. You could have given us something. The fact that matters you couldn't give us nothing. You, the fact that matters you use personal reasons as an excuse for you to, to sit out. That ain't cool with me, man. I love you. But at the same time, you can't use personal excuse to get out of a situation that is not helping your cause. Um, The GM... Your GM Jim Pittman said, "Oh, Scott is going to come back in 2023. Jim, what what are you thinking, bro? Like, she just quit on your team. Like, the team, the same team that was fighting for a playoff spot, and yet she quits. She quits four games, uh, four games left. She missed the two playoff games. Y'all took her contract away. And you expect her back? What the hell are you talking about? She left your team. High and dry. You're playing You're playing with players that we never heard of. Me Sophie Cuddyham did her thing. She couldn't do it all. Diamond DeShields did her thing. That's it. I mean... You can you can bring up the um, and this is and this is why this is why I don't like Nygar's coaching. You have a rookie, Sam Thomas, right from Arizona. She has not played more than five minutes. You have all those players out. Diana's out. Skyler's out. Shea Petty's out. A crucial game two that you need to win to go home for game three. you couldn't give her more time. she has potential. That's why I don't like her coaching coach and I hope and I hope at some point you resign and I hate to say that, but th- this is this is ridiculous. this is unacceptable. We need better leadership. Especially from you, Skyler. This is not right. Like you cannot quit on your team like this. If they want you, if you could have came up to that and say, trade me, then trade him. That's it. But, you know, shout out to the Las Vegas Aces. They they're going to they're moving on. I'm not gonna worry about Phoenix anymore until next season. Now let's get to Dallas versus Connecticut. Okay? So you know, the first two. Now, game three is tomorrow night, guys. And like I told you, I like this matchup. I do. I do. I like how Connecticut says, okay, guys, we're going to do it every year. We have our best players out there. We have Jaqueline Jones. We have Alyssa Thomas. We have, uh, we have Courtney Williams. We, we got a great coaching staff. You've been saying that for the last three seasons. What are y'all going to say? You know what? We're not built for a championship. You're going into game three against a Dallas team that doesn't have a Rique. You're coming here tomorrow night. You're going up the... You're coming down here to play a game. The series should have been over already. You blew Dallas out in game one and they came back in game two. They had to use three-pointers to get themselves to play a game three at their place. Which, by the way, if you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, y'all should go to the games, man. That college park there should be packed. I know y'all don't care about the WNBA. I know y'all don't care about um, you know, going to a college game, period. But pack the stadium, man. You pack Jerry's World. I mean they they I mean when's the last time they they made the playoffs consistently or they had a consistent team uh place on on, on the you buy season tickets you pack the stadium and they lose every year Come on man you can't you rather pack that but yet you can't pack a a, a, a WNBA game. That's sad, man. That's that, that really messed up. But anyways. Connecticut, if you lose tonight, I'm oh, sorry, tomorrow night, I don't want to hear y'all saying, oh yeah, we got this. We're going to get this next year. I don't want to hear that. Okay? I want y'all to shut up. Okay? Just, just shut up. Take your loss and go into the offseason. season. Okay? I ain't picking Dallas to win this game by the way. If you if you see if you see that uh 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 you see that uh passion right now, I'm picking Dallas to win this game. So, the keys to the game. Dallas, you got to avoid the droughts. You lost the fourth quarter 32 to 15. You got to avoid the droughts. You got to you got to have possessions to wear, you got to have shots up. You got to have quality shots. Uh you can go mid-range, you can go low post game. Um, you got to have quality shots in that game. Um, defense is not an issue. Y'all are physical wise. You guys got depth. You guys got a deeper depth that Connecticut has out there. Um, Connecticut side. Connecticut cut down turnovers. Uh, you got to cut down turnovers. Give yourself a chance to be competitive in the game. Um, another issue is possessions. Uh, sorry, penetration. Um, when you drive to the paint, kick out to the three, or kick out to a mid-range shot, or a baseline shot. Um, Dallas has a hard time guarding the pre- penetration um, game. And so, um, even though they're physical defensively, they have a hard time guarding pre- penetration. Um, you got to make Dallas play your game. Uh, you, you Connecticut, you're a half-court game. Uh, Dallas loves to run. Um, make Dallas play half court defense. Um they're used to you know running around playing uh fast break um uh, fast break defense. So make them play your half court game. That's what Connecticut is built on. Uh so I am choosing Dallas to win this game tomorrow night on ESPN. So we'll see what happens. Uh let's get to Washington and Seattle, guys. Uh this was a blowout. Uh Washington did compete in game one. Um, they got outmatched in Game Two. Uh, basically, the the they have no consistency. Uh, there was not there was not you know not one player that showed any consistency or uh, leadership on that team during that series. This is why the series was over in two games. You know, you play. You, you know, Seattle took advantage of the inconsistency that y'all displayed on there on the court. So there was no leadership. There was no fight in that in that game. Uh Seattle's wise. Seattle took took control. They both moved the ball. Um they got three quality players in Brianna Stewart, uh, Drew Lloyd and Sue Bird, which by the way, Drew Lloyd can really shoot. They talked about her preparation. It's really coming together. Uh Sue Bird. Sue Bird is on her last legs. Forty one years old, man. I was like It's like, man, you don't look 41. You don't play like you're 41. Are you sure you want to play? Are you sure this is your last year, Sue? Can't you give me one more year or two more? I've been watching you for 20 years. You can give me one more season or two more seasons, Sue. You don't have to retire like that. Please don't. Just one more season, please. You look great. You play better than than, um, than most uh, WNBA players out there. Most. And without her, without Sue Bird, I don't know what, who we can turn to. I don't know. But they're moving on. Now, this series. Now, this is what I like about the WNBA. The long layoffs. Okay? Seattle ended that game on Sunday. Las Vegas ended that game on Saturday. So they play against each other up until Sunday. So you talk about rest, you know, both teams will be rested up so that when the series comes along, they mm-hmm. start playing. They, they start playing consistently. I love the long layoffs. I love it. It gives us more competition, it gives us more to talk about. Now, I want to preview that series before we take a break. Okay, so Seattle versus LA, uh, Las Vegas. Seattle side ball moving, good possessions. Um, you cannot have you you're not in your possession was, was a turnover or a bad shot. You got to move the ball. You got to make Las Vegas work on defense. Las Vegas is not used to working on defense. You look at the series against Phoenix. They barely played in defense Phoenix didn't have Phoenix threw a bunch of random players on the floor so so I mean it's there for you um Las Vegas speaking of Las Vegas strong defense you got to have you guys have depth all around you have a low post defense defensive game you got a low post player y'all y'all can y'all can play defense all around uh, your depth is deep. Wow. It's, it's, a, it's really deep. I don't know who has a deep, deeper depth. Las Vegas does. Coaching-wise, I choose Becky Hammett over Nicole Quinn. And I respect. I respectfully say that because Becky Hammett came from the San Antonio system. And when you watch Las Vegas on offense, I do see some of the San Antonio's offense in their implement in the W in that uh, in their offense. This is why they're too hard. They're tough to beat right now. Um Nicole Quinn's a defensive coach. So this is so this matchup I just wish it was seven games though. I, I don't like this five game crap. They need to change their format again. Like do like a five seven seven. Like I said Baseball ends their postseason in November. We can end the season in November. The overseas teams, they don't care. I mean, they they start their season in October or November. You can still go up there and play play with them. But that's another rant for another day. So, with that being said, depth is deep for uh, Las Vegas. Seattle, good ball movement. Good possessions and take the victory home um my my point right now, Las Vegas in four I'm going to say Las Vegas I'm going to give you Seattle one game I'm going to give Las Vegas you know Las Vegas will win it in four games so to end super's career, but I do want Super to come back though I want her to take the time to reconsider her decision and say, you know what maybe I can play one more season." But then again, if she does retire, then I wouldn't follow her for that. She's the greatest. But that's my rant of today. But you do want to focus on the, these, these three players when you talk about Las Vegas. Chelsea Gray, Kelsey Plum, AJ Wilson. Both, all three can go off at any time. Oh, and the dark horse is Jackie Young. So, they got a full-on, complete team. We just got to see what happens in this series. Now, coming up next, let's take a break. But, let's talk about baseball. Now, I, I don't talk about baseball as much, but I am going to talk about the inconsistencies of the Rangers. They've been making some headlines lately. And I'm going to tell you, is this rebuild working for my standards? For me, for my standards. I mean, it may work for other people's standards, but it's, if it's working for my standards, that's coming up next. It's Fishbowl Radio.
1: I'll never let you down, bro. Got cheese now, that's poutine oh, Gravy coming hot like I'm hopping off the griddle Pull up on the kid if you're trying to get belittled All the mamas love me now, I think I'm peanut brittle Flex the rainbow, bang it like some Skittles Gravy, why you out of pocket? Out of pocket. Stop it God, no. I'm getting money, gravy, crock Never take a. Take no more Never take a damn thing slow All I know is take this-
0: Welcome back guys welcome back <laughs> this is uh, the Jamie and show now he took a break uh, so I did tease this um, you know if you're a Rangers fan wherever you may be you notice that uh, the team is lacking the team has been lacking for six plus years okay this team is terrible alright can we be honest can we be honest, please? Now, I'll give you some points of, of why they're awful. Chris Wilward got fired last week on a Monday. So I can never understand this, guys. How are you going to fire a manager before a game and then have a press conference before a game? How does that make any sense? You could have allowed the man... An All Star break. Start fresh, y'all were y'all were in the uh, y'all were in the conversation uh, being a, a wild card team. Why you gotta wait to August the fifteenth to fire this man before a game? All Star break. Right? All-star break, you can, I mean, you had, what, a three-day all-star break? Four-day all-star break? You could have just said, you know what, we're moving on. Um, Let's give uh, Tony Beasley some time to rearrange his schedule, uh, fi- figure out a game plan, what he wants to do, that stuff. And that's not the Rangers, man. And that's not any other major league ball club. He liked the... We're gonna fire this guy before the again. Oh, we're not. We're gonna give this manager time to redress his lineup and all that stuff. Do you realize that if you if you get rid of a manager um, during the All Star break, you give him more time to to rearrange his schedule, game plan, um, the lineup, um, defensive shifts, all that stuff. It shouldn't All it shouldn't happen last week. You gave this man a few hours to go over a game plan to tell the players. This is why the this is why the Rangers will always be the fourth 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 fifth best team in the in the in, in Texas. Like I said, wherever it may be, wherever you may be, you may be in uh Louisiana, uh Florida. I mean at least Florida, at least they're better than us, and they've been losing for years. So, but there's so many inconsistencies in that Rangers organization. But I do, um, I do wish Chris Woodward well. I mean, I don't like the way you went out. They extended you for another two seasons, but I mean, why why give a guy an extension when you know he's going to get fired? When you know you got to fire him. Um, in a couple of days or the, the following year he gets fired now you owe him money to to fulfill it, to fulfill that contract so so that needs to change. You cannot extend a guy years if he, if he if he's not going to be able to fulfill his contract contract status. Um, okay so I want to talk about this rebuild and you guys know I don't like rebuilding it's like rebuilding blocks right? construction for example do you know constru- wherever you may be construction you're build- there's construction everywhere whether they're building a building or whether they're building a new highway um, the, always the expectation is for it to get done um, next next year or the following year Why is it that when when those expectations are are gone, long gone, they always like to extend it? They extend it, oh, we're going to do it next year, or we're going to do it the following year. We know in construction things happen. Rain, um, snow, all that stuff. You know, hot, heat gets hot out. Well, things happen. To... uh, stop the construction. That's like the Rangers. Okay. We've been rebuilding for the last three years. We you know the previous three seasons we were competing. Um it doesn't work out like that. Um the last but there should be a timeline on a rebuild status. We cannot be rebuilding every year. That's with um uh, the Spurs. Do I think the Spurs are rebuilding? No. I don't think. I just think that they're just trying to find their way. I do have Spurs fans that say, okay, we, we want to rebuild for years to come. We want to get that number one pick. I'm like, the number one pick does not change your franchise. Is either is either he, he, if he puts in the work in, he might, but if he becomes a bust, then what are we going to say about that player? While we move on to other things. With the Rangers, there should be a timeline for a rebuild. So that timeline should be about if you're gonna rebuild this year, let's set the timeline for next year. Let's go for it next year. Or for years to come. Let's go for it. You you got Marcus Sim Simon another seven years, you got Corey Seeger another ten. I mean, those are you two productive hitters in the lineup. They can play every day. As long as their contract allows them to. So I do want to play a clip. And let's play the clip of Ray Davis, um, old old ass owner. Let's play a clip of what he's he what he's what what the mission is. Let's play that clip. <laughs>
1: And at the end of the season, and once I'd made that decision, it seemed logical to me that we needed a transition uh, during '23. I felt it less to relieve him of his, it was best to relieve him of his duties effective uh, immediately, and this was a very difficult decision for me. Following the meeting, I met with uh, Chris Young and informed him that he would be taking over all the baseball operations effective immediately. John's accomplished a great deal for the 17 years he's been general manager. He put together two of our best ever baseball teams, including two World Series appearances, and I personally don't feel like he got enough credit for doing that. Guys, stop getting ripped off by your car insurance company and check this out.
0: Oh, that was uh, Ray Davis, owner of the Texas Rangers, talking about John Daniels, which, by the way, got removed. Well, they fired him as a GM last week, too. So this is dramatic, guys. Very dramatic. You could have done all on the same day. But, yeah, it's like... No, we're gonna fire Chris Woodward on Monday, and then we're gonna fire John Daniels on Wednesday. How does that make any sense? How 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 does your franchise move forward? Was that what? was was your manager getting fired on Monday? Then your GM gets fired on Wednesday. Which, by the way, he's he spent 17 seasons as the manager. Uh, sorry, as the GM of the Texas Rangers, 17. Let's talk about two World Series appearances. He got to the postseason four times. Executive of the year. I mean, he's drafted players like Jack Leiter and Kumar Rocker, both pitchers. We don't know when they were going to be ready. Um, he's done a lot in this organization for 17 years. When he started, he was like 28 years old. Like, you see these GMs now. They're like in their late 30s, 40s, uh, early 50s, 60s even. Um, they can never... The uh, accommodate the amount of success John Daniels has, and now John Daniels can go. I I hope he does get back on his feet and go to another franchise and fix that franchise from there, uh, because he's he's he has a baseball mind. He has that in mind. Um, unfortunately, the Rangers didn't see that. They they fired him um, just because because the rebuilding wasn't working. But yet we cannot blame it on him. We can't blame it on um, Chris Chris Woodward. Well, we can, but you know, he was just inconsistent. The Rangers should have saw that before the season started. Uh, they should have started before the all, well the all star break happened. The inconsistencies you got to see them firsthand. Now before I want I. I these are the guys that I want coaching. There's one guy in particular that I want to fight for that wants to that needs to coach. These are the three that I have. I have Ron Washington. Ron Washington, is seventy years old. He ain't gonna coach. He's the third base coach in Atlanta. Just because he coached, he coached his team. He was the one that took the team to two World Series. But he's not gonna coach his team at seventy years old. We cannot have a seventy year old old geezer coaching this team. I mean, D- Dusty Baker and Tony LaRusse are doing that. But they're in a different landscape, guys. We don't we got a bunch of young players on this team. We need a voice, a younger voice, maybe a late thirties, early forties, maybe fifties even that lays down the law lays keeps the players accountable keeps players engaged in the game every single day because y'all play every single day and I yeah I'm correct I am correct I'm the best so with that being said Ron Austin crossed off the list he's happy in Atlanta um he might retire but 70 year old no we can't we can't bring him in let's go with Tony Beasley Tony Beasley is the third base coach uh For the Rangers, he's the interim right now. Um, I don't know much about him, he, uh, but he's been there since 2015. Um, He did fight cancer, which you know should be celebrated. Um, So I I do want him to get this job. He knows the ins and outs of this franchise. Um, If he doesn't get this job, then we have a problem, a major problem. A problem to the point where it, it's not; gonna, it, it cannot be fixed. I cannot have a coach fight like like Tony ben Beasley has, and stay and and stay where they and go out there and and try to find an experienced manager. I mean, there's a bunch of experienced managers out there, but Tony is still one. He's the the guy that we'll keep this core together, keep this core engaged. You see the Rangers now. I mean, they, they, they you know, they're 5-3 and three with him. The Rangers have to see that. Chris Young, who's the GM now, has to see that. He has to make business decisions. Ray Davis, the owner, has to see that. Because it will help. A 55-year-old, 56-year-old manager helps his team grow. It may not get you into the postseason, but hey, you never know what will happen. Baseball is, is, a, is a mystery. He played 162 games, um, and you know you can go backwards, you can go forwards, or you can go in between. So that's my fight for that man for for him. I want him to be a full time manager. We and plus we need more diversity in the game. Coaching wise, there's there's not enough of it, so I, I want that for him. I'll I'll I will fight for him. Now, Joe Girardi is, a, is the next one. Um, he got fired, Phillies. He's uh, broadcasting now in Chicago for the Cubs. Um, just a little bit of work while he while he tries to find work again. He's won a World Series with the Yankees and and back in 2009. That's when the Yankees were relevant back then. Um but he does have a lot of you know MLB experience. Um that's a fact. But do I see him coaching this franchise? No. Um you you gotta you gotta have a manager that not only that speaks to the players, talks to the players, um, you know, understands what the players are going through, all that stuff. And Judge is not that guy. I like, if it if, if could work out in Philly Then what makes you think it's going to work out with the Rangers? Like, come on guys, what are we doing? This is how messed up the Rangers organization is. I mean, you draft all these players. And then you trade them. I mean, teams will want your assets. I mean, you didn't go after Juan Soto. I'm pretty sure if you went after... I'm pretty sure Washington wanted... uh, Won the... Players I I mentioned or some more players to solidify their team because they're on the they're on the downward spiral. Um so I want to want soda. Makes us a a, a great team to have. I mean if you're gonna I mean are you gonna win the World Series with just one player? Probably not. But 20, 23 years old, I mean I I'd rather take that. But San Diego has him, and San Diego can just, you know, I don't know what where they, where they go from here. But the Rangers have to be active in in free agency. They have to be aggressive when the trade comes along. Any good player, Shohei Tani, man, things may not work out in uh, in L.A. Maybe L.A. says, you know what, we we cannot work out our team was a surprise product. We got to get rid of him. He'll be better off on a contender rather than a pretender. That's what LA Angels is right now. A pretender. That's what the Texas Rangers is. Is a pretender. But then again, you got to make moves to solidify your team. And I hope you know that timeline for the Rangers rebuild. Ends in 2023. I hope it ends in 2023. We cannot continue to rebuild with a bunch of young players out in the minors. They may not. They may not get out of the minors. They may come to the major leagues. They'll get one at bat, or maybe start a game. If they're good enough, they'll get another game. If they do perform well, they get another game. If they perform poorly, they will send them back to the minors, and that's that. So we got to be consistent, guys, when it comes to the Rangers. Consistency in 2023, that's the word. Now, before we end, college football is coming, guys. It's coming back. I'm excited about it. It's a lot. A lot of teams are coming, are, are, are coming this way to play uh, in a stadium near you. Um, let's take for example, let's take my team. Let's take UNT for example. Uh, they're playing against El Paso on Saturday. The one TV game that they have. The one. I'm not mad at that. Because UNT has not displayed enough um, enough view time for them to get on TV more. Alabama has. Um, yeah, even out if Alabama was like was like four and eight, they'll still show Alabama games on ESPN. Well, North Texas has never been on ESPN, the big network. I'm talking about the big network. But no, it's not happening this year. But then again, it's on stadium. Um, you know, I do see this team. My expectations for this team. It's not so good. I, I, we, we struggle on the road more than we, sh- then and then at home. So every year, this team cannot stay consistent. We always keep the same coaching staff. We always, um, you know, the quarterback may change. Running back, offensive line is not there. The Def- defense is not there. I know things change, but at the same time, when you invest so much money into a, a one program, you expect to win. You have to get six games. And then a bowl win. win. UNT's not getting that this year, guys. That's my expectation. My expectation is they would go 4-8. and 4-8 and eight in a conference that we got the highest enrollment in any conferences in America. The highest. I'm talking about conference-wise. I don't care about the other conference. I'm talking about conference-wise. But we can't beat teams like El Paso. San Antonio, um, Mar- uh, Marshall, Old Dominion. Who are those teams? Those teams are only relevant when they when they have a great season, when they go eight and two, when they go uh, ten and three. That's the only time they get recognition. UNT gets recognition when someone makes a big play on offense, or on special teams, or on defense. That's recognition. But the coach is on his last legs. He's got to win this year to keep his job. Like, okay, I'll say this. If we start 1-6 and six again, which we did last year, I expect this team to make a change. Stop having this coach try to fight for his job. If, if we start 1-6 and six again... I want him gone. I want him gone. He hasn't won a ball game since he got here. He hasn't kept players accountable since he's got here. We got to let him go. If we start one six again, because I don't want to continue to fight to to get back, you know, win the, the last five games, and then all of a sudden you you, you shit on the on the on the ball game, which it was here in in, in Frisco. A home game for you guys we can't have that I can't have that I don't advocate for coaches to be fired I do advocate that the team needs to perform better than what people are anticipating a whole lot better but who knows but I will have a full college football segment for you. Not only Texas teams, we'll talk about SEC. Uh, We'll talk about the Big Ten. Any major conferences that you want to talk about, I will talk about, yes. AAC, I will talk about. And we will recap almost every game that I see, or y'all see, and we'll take it from there. But guys, it's been a pleasure for those that watch out there. I appreciate you guys. Tell your friends, your family to come over and watch this way because we're going to have a lot more content for you guys in the coming weeks as the season rolls along. Now next week, we're going to talk about my favorite subject. We're going to talk about youth sports. The pros and cons of youth sports uh, for this season. Tragedy happened in Dallas that one coach got killed um, to leave brothers, you know, his brothers in jail, to leave. You know, quit the Amazon TV service to spend time with his family. Dude, you're you're a lie. You you freaking lie. How how are you gonna do that? No. Tell us the truth. I'll get more in that in depth. And now, you sports are starting soon. I want you to remember the pros and cons of what I what I have to say. Cause at the end of the day, it's not about you parents. It's about the kids. That's my message, but I will explain more about it next week.